Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following program is brought to you in living color. This is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast with my co-host Frank Santo Padre. Well, it's the most wonderful time of the year again, and for the forty-seventh year in a row, it feels we- like forty-seven years. I'm so friggin' tired of this shit. We're not even in the same room. You're in Florida with the rest of the old Jews. I, I wish that state would just snap off. Like a, like a brittle dick and just sink into the ocean. Florida, the meth lab of the United States. Oh, the worst. How's your governor? That asshole. Yeah, everyone die of COVID. Enjoy yourselves. Is Marco Rubio coming over for fucking Hanukkah? Merry Christmas. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, he said what? What am I? What slur are you going to use now? Uh, fucking faggot. I knew you were going to say that, you old dead Jew. (laughs) You know, I always said to my younger Jewish friends that moved to Florida too early, I'd say, you're too young a Jew to move there. Guess what? It's way past your fucking time to move there, you old fuck. (laughs) You should have been there 20 years ago. Are you walking around in your puffy down jacket looking like a fucking homeless man on the beach? Why don't you put on a, wa- a white dress and twirl around like Baby Jane Hudson? Would you like some strawberry ice cream, Blanche? Let's get strawberry. Blanche! You mean all this time we could have been friends. That would be me and you on the beach. After I tried to murder I'd like you. I'd see that. I'd love it. I'd like Whatever. to run a car right into your fucking legs. Whatever happened to Baby Jew? That's right. Whatever <laughs> Next year. <laughs> and, and can you do that confession that Joan Crawford makes to her at the end? <laughs> oh, Jane, Jane, I have to tell you something. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear it. Joe, Jane, I have to tell you, I was the one in that car. I was the one that tried to kill you. I don't want to hear it. No, Jane, it was me. <laughs> You mean all this time we could have been friends. Lynch! All right, that's it. <laughs> Let him get through the intro. Go, Go ahead, ahead Gil. What's that? Okay, he's a Gil, what? Gil, plot ahead. He's a... He's a... <laughs> he's a cocksucker. <laughs> yes, which you that's never had what... the pleasure of experiencing, <laughs> you Fucking homeless Jewish motherfucker! <laughs> not, I'm pretty sure that's not what's written on the page. Uh, he's a cocksucker and a good one. 
and you are a menorah lighting piece of shit. I hope you burn your fingers and you drip wax all over your saggy balls. Uh, Blanche, you left your balls on the beach. He's a Tony oh nominated actor. A He's a what? <laughs> a live performer and one of the funniest stand-up comedians of his generation. Or of any my generation? Nah, I'd say of any generation. That's but right. It's written there. No, I'm kidding. I don't. I don't even know. Go. <laughs> He's appeared in dozens of movies and TV series and numerous off-Broadway and Broadway productions, but not The Lion King. No, I did not do The Lion King. I did the workshop, and you know I refused to do it. I'm not painting my face green, strapping the puppet on my fucking ass like a dildo. You know, like a strap-on that you use with your wife all the time because you can't get it up, and you like it in the ass, so she has to put it on. And, and then you go at it, and that's oh, this it. Is, this it's, is it's so Christmassy already. It's so Christmassy. Okay, so I didn't do the giant Lion King. All right, what's next? And He's currently appearing... In the new movie from Universal Pictures, All My Life. Yes. Which will be on demand on December 23rd. Do you think you can try not to have gas during the I, I, You're burping and yes. you got agita. You got, yes, you're, like regur- you're like fucking regurgitating acid reflux. I mean, really? <laughs> yes, it's called All My Life. It's a Universal Picture. Yes, go ahead. So do you... Do you the movies are dead now. Yeah, but we d- I did it in November in New yeah. Orleans. And but I ha- mean, I mean, oh. movie theaters. Oh yeah, are. I, I know. And you know what's so they released this December third. They, they released it in November in the UK in the movies. So, who's going? And they released it in, in the theaters here December third. I'm like, what theaters? Who's going to the movie? Where are movies open? But anyway, it it is available on demand December twenty third. Okay, all it's a my good life. movie, and it's a true story. It's kind of like yeah, it's about a couple and they fall in love. It's we, very we, love story in a way. Yeah, we will look for it. All right, it's Gil. good. And we're all thrilled to welcome back for our annual Christmas extravaganza. Fresh from his two-week engagement at Joseph and Mary's Comedy Manger (laughs) in downtown Bethlehem. Yes, I breastfed the baby in the manger because Mary was made of plastic and they needed the milk. The man who put the hoe in ho, ho, ho. Yeah, how do you know that? And you put the Jew in Jew, Jew, Jew. <laughs> and our very own sugar plum fairy. Oh, that's a guy like that. I love being a sugar plum fairy. Here, let me pop one out of my ass for you. Oh, wait, it's the Benoit balls I left in there last night from you. And they're Christmas colored. And look, there's eight candles at the end of it. <laughs> the one and only Mario Kento. I'm so glad to be here. I really oh, am. I'm oh, out of gas already. Because we need a little Christmas right this very minute. We do. need a little Christmas staring at your penis. Oh, we need a little Christmas. All right, go ahead. And we lost Jerry Herman last year. I know. The great I Jerry Herman. I worked with Herman. Jerry Herman. What a, I did. what a talent. I, I, I did a, a, a workshop of the musical um, Dear World 
which mm-hmm. was originally done with Angela Lansbury on Broadway. And it, it didn't run too long, but it's a beautiful score. And guess what? It was Cheetah Rivera, Madeline Kahn, wow. who I worked with, who I was dying, uh, Audra McDonald, Michael C. Hall, Alfred Molina. I wanted to be in the room so bad that I played the deaf mute. Wow. Yeah. I signed everything that Audra sang to. And I just used my beautiful eyes because as Norma Desmond would say, we didn't need words then, we had faces. <laughs> How was Jerry That's Herman right. to work with? Oh, he was lovely. Oh, lovely I'm a, man. I'm such a fan. And Maybe another Jewish man who wrote a Christmas song, Gilbert. Yuck, yuck. Yes. What's yeah. with all that? Yeah, all all the great Christmas songs were written by Jews. And they, they wrote the best ones. They really did. Uh, they, you know, and, and some of them were gay and Jewish. So there's a... Two, two, two mints and one right there. (laughs) You know, I was going to do this later in the show, but since we bring it up, Gilbert, this is a recurring theme on the Christmas show that you like to point out Christmas songs written by Jews. I was talking to our friend John Murray, who's on with us. Audio producer John Murray. Hello, John. Uh, Hello, John. Here's a quick list. Gil and uh, Mario, of course, you'll remember and uh, you'll recognize some of these names. Uh, The Christmas song written by... Robert Mel Torme. Wells. Mel Torme and Robert Wells, both Jewish fellas. Yep. Mel, Mel, the son of Russian immigrants. Uh, both Jewish guys. Johnny Marks. <gasps> Johnny he wrote Marks everything. From, from Mount Vernon, New York, Gilbert. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. He wrote... Uh, Holly Jolly Christmas. Holly Jolly Christmas. Silver Run, Rudolph, and Gold. Run, Rudolph, Run. He, I love that. Kelly Clarkson's yeah. version of that is magnificent. Yep, yep. A New yep. Yorker. Uh, and let's see who else we have on this list. We need a little Christmas. You just mentioned Jerry Herman. Yep. Who we lost last year. Sammy Kahn and Jules Stein. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, <laughs> but the fire is so delightful. And since we have no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Shall we? Nice. For you. Nicely done. <laughs> I, along with uh, the Christmas song, I believe that was written during a heat wave. And one, they wrote one of my favorites, too, the Christmas waltz. That's oh, too. which I love. Sinatra does a great version of that. Jay Livingston and Ray er, uh, and Ray Evans, both Jewish fellows. Gilbert awesome. wrote, wrote Silver Bells. <laughs> Silver Dino. Bells. I love that. He, they wrote that for, for Dino, huh? Uh, well, I think they wrote it for Bing. But but Dino had a hit with it. Uh, they also wrote the themes for Mr. Ed and Bonanza. And uh, the those song- Christmas songs, Frank? Yes. <laughs> and uh, uh, let's see. Edward, uh, Edward Pola, George Weil. Uh, wrote, uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I love that song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And there yeah. are many, many more. But last but not least, Irving Berlin and White Christmas. And of and, and Mario's favorite, I've Got My Love to Keep Me Warm. <gasps> I've Got one. My Love to Keep Me Warm. I sang that as Judy on your shows back then. You did. Gilbert, well, she, that's, your, that's your point so, about the Jews so, and Christmas right there. So have the Gentiles ever written a good Christmas song? Well, uh, a handful. Yeah, there's a handful. Yeah. But you look, you know, the Jews and the gays, they, they knew how to write. I hate to tell you. But, you know, <laughs> I, I'm sure Candor and Ebb wrote a Christmas song somewhere. Somewhere, al- somewhere along the line. Yeah. Or Henry Mancini. And Barbara Mancini. Streisand did one of the great Christmas albums of all time. That's and correct. And she's Jewish. That's correct. But Barbara loves to, um, you know, I love to um, 
I want to uh, design my barn with lots of tree and tinsel and lights. And James, my husband, comes over and we do um, a lot of, I like candles and lights and I love barns and I love, I love when my secretary, Renata, makes kale crisps. She puts them in the oven and drizzles them with olive oil and lemon and they're just delicious. Renata, <laughs> make me some kale crisps right now as I'm talking to my friend Gilbert Gutford. James, James, why does your son hate me? Um, <laughs> sorry, I love Barbara Streisand. I, I, I really do. Gilbert, I did not prepare a list of Gentiles who wrote great Christmas songs, but no. I'm sure I'm sure there are many. Yeah, I'm sure there are too. I yeah. mean, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, let's talk about an anniversary. Let's talk about the 50th anniversary. Can you believe this? No. We've talked on something we've talked about on this show many many a time. Rankin Bass's Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh. My husband Just, hates that one. Why does he hate it? Because he hates the kids. My husband hates children actors. He hates child stars. Remember that commercial that used to be before the movies where the little kid was like, call 777 film to get your to get sure. the time of the movie. And the kid's on the phone and it's a little girl and she goes, Daddy, the movie starts at seven. And my husband would go, She's terrible. Like he hates children actors. He'll look at them. He's, he's, he's terrible. Oh, oh, he'll shut it off. He hates it. So the kids in it who are like, you know, Fred Astaire's like, and let me tell you how Santa came down the chimney. And and then he tells them. And then, she, then they're like, oh, that's how Santa's reindeer. Oh, yeah, that's like, true. Oh, they are. Yeah. It's it's like, all right, but I do love that special. The Bergermeister. Oh. I love the gay sidekick. The Bergermeister Meister Burger. I was going to ask you, why is there? does there seem to be a flamboyantly gay character in every Rankin-Bass Christmas special? Because there has to be. Well, you know, There's Billy D. Wolf. There's Professor yep. Hinkle and Frosty yep. the Snowman. Absolutely. There's, there's the Bergermeister's uh, uh, lieutenant. Oh, yeah. Santa Bergermeister. Yeah, he's in, the... in Rudolph, we've got Hermie and we've got Yukon, who's a, who's a gay bear, as you've pointed out. Oh, he's out. a gay bear. That one's a gay <laughs> He's walking around with poodles and chihuahuas. He's like the guys in Chelsea. There's a big, big man with little dogs. I mean, you know. Oh yeah, he's a big gay bear. But what is that about? Big, big gay bears. No, all the all the recurring gay. I, or there's also the Charlie in the box. The Charlie in the box is the gayest one. <laughs> Rudolph, ooh, crack me harder. Yeah, he's wicked gay. And even King King Moonraiser, who's like yeah. the most. Be here on the Alamos switch. He's got this weird, lispy, strange thing. But There's I think going and, on there. And the guy, the, the, the sidekick of the Burgermeister is my favorite because he's really gay. And he's like thin, 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 like the 1964 homosexual would be on the streets of, you know, very thin, not built, just like thin. And, you know, and he's just like, Sire, look, you know, he's really, we found toys, toys in the streets. Oh, he's so gay. I love him. He's my favorite one. <laughs> I love this special. And I, and, and I love Mickey Rooney, who's played Santa twice. Rooney's great in that. He has a great, he's it's, wonderful it's one of his it. finest hours. He's so good in it. And uh, and uh, his wife, and then there's Jessica, who's got the yeah. tits of Dolly Parton. Jessica. She's like, and her song is very Streisand. I can't. I oh, think they well, kind of did uh, like a Streisand what is thing. The with name her. of that number, I really like that. I forget it too, but uh, she's my in world front of the, my world begins is beginning today. Yes, in front yeah. of the fountain. Yes, it's and great. it's very it's Streisand. Very she's got trippy. the nails. Yeah, and she's got the nails like Streisand, and she, the, the the sound is like Streisand. The voice, the pitch yeah. of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just I, thought. How let's name all the people who've been Ebenezer Scrooge. Okay. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Uh Reginald Owen. 
You're going to do them in, in, in order? Yes, I'm trying yeah. to. Reginald Owen, okay, yeah. right? Sure. Um, Alistair Sim. Alistair Sim. Um, uh, this may not be in order. Uh, um, Frederick uh, March. Frederick March did it where? Yes, in a TV movie that I sent to Gilbert. Gilbert, did you get that email with Frederick March and Basil yes. Rathbone? Yes. Yeah. In the 50s. I bet he was really good. He was. I'll send it to you. Is it on kinescope where you can't fucking see no, it? No, no. They, they, I think they <laughs> shot it in color. I think it was a U.S. U.K. production in the in the in oh, the fifties. Oh, I'd 50s. love to see that. I'll send I it would to love you. to see that. Um, who else? Uh, well, my favorite, Albert Finney and Scrooge. He's Finney. my favorite one. Right, he's George C. Brilliant. Scott. George C. Scott is brilliant. He's great. He's he's my favorite non-musical one. Well, you know, and I know you like Magoo. Who Jim Backus did it. Yes, he's great. No, I love him. He's great in it. I just hate the special. Yeah, is. Is uh well Michael Caine? Yeah, with the Muppets. And the Muppets. Oh, with the Muppets. Does that yeah. really count? Um, yeah, yeah. Mickey Mouse it. did it. If we're gonna go in that route, Mickey Mouse. Mickey was Cratchit. Patrick Stewart. Oh, oh yes, Patrick's very it, good, John. Very good. Patrick Stewart. Uh, yeah, I saw him do that live. Uh, yeah, out in Purchase, he does all the, all of the characters from the show. He's he's brilliant. Yeah. He's and he's and best. speaking of Jews, Henry Winkler. <gasps> That's, That's right. That's right. Henry he Winkler did, did it. He what about Rich Little? Yeah, he did what? it with. He didn't he do the whole thing <laughs> I with think like. He did. I yeah, think he did oh. all, the, all the different characters. And I just saw one um, on on Hulu that was on FX, and it was a series. It was it's brand new. It was last year. It was a series. And who's who is um, guy who played him? The guy from I think it's the guy from shit Strictly Ballroom. No, what's his name? Ah. Uh, I forget, but yeah. it was a series, and they put it all together, and it's a two-hour and 53-minute non-musical, A Christmas Carol, and I got to tell you, I shut it off after 10 minutes. I'm like, this, they've added too much dialogue. This is too long. I have no patience for what it. About the, it what about the Mathau character in The Guy Stingiest Pierce. Man in it was Town? Guy, it was Guy Pierce that did it. Guy uh, Pierce. Oh, the Mathau one. Yeah, yeah. The, that's the animated one. That's, yeah, but, that's but is he playing right? Ebenezer? Or, yes, or, he is. Yeah, okay. He's not playing Bob Cratchit. Right. They did like a mini uh, Christmas Carol on one of the Odd Couple episodes. Written by our friend Ron Friedman. Wow. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. So, yes, indeed. Who was Scrooge in it? Was it Oscar or Felix? It was Oscar. Well, you could yeah. go either and way Felix with that, you know. com- Felix comes back as, as, as the ghost of Christmas. Oh, it was past, Marley. Okay. Co- covered in chains. The one I'm the one I'm going to send you has uh, Basil Rathbone as Marley. Wow. And, and Alec Guinness as Marley in the, oh. in the Finney version is excellent. Alec Guinness is that whole thing. Damien Evans and Kenneth Moore. It's such a good. It's just and that score by Leslie Brickus. I mean, Leslie Brickus how you still wa- with Les- us? Leslie Brickus wrote movie musicals. You can't try them out. I mean, you can edit them, but you know, a musical takes you know five to ten years to develop to go to Broadway. He kind of hit it right on the nose a few times with Scrooge, Willy Wonka. Sure. I even like Goodbye, he, Mr. Chips. Some of the songs from Dr. Doolittle, like Talk Dr. to the Dr. Doolittle. Oh, it's yeah. great. Yeah. It's he also great. wrote some Bond themes. He wrote Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Oh. <laughs> he's the man, the man with the maddest touch. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Don't what? give too much. I opened for Shirley Bassey at Carnegie Hall in 19... 19- did you? Yes, I did. What was she like? What is, was she, she still was around? She was lovely. I did three... Ron Delzer said, uh, he loved me. He's like, what do you, what do you want to do? You want to go? You want to? <laughs> he was a, a great promoter. He's still around. Now it's uh, Live we, Nation. We had him here. You know, Ron. He's like, uh, he's, yeah. he nuts. Out of his he, fucking he's mind. He's completely uh, nuts. When I, when I first met, it was even pre, like the night before the podcast, 
I met Ron Delsner, and it <laughs> somehow came out in the first three seconds that he produced Groucho's uh, Carnegie Hall show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he and he mentioned he goes, you know that that uh, that woman he used to be with that Aaron Fleming, she used to blow him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll tell you anything. Yeah, yeah. He goes. He's she raw. she used to blow Groucho, and uh, and uh, what? Oh, fuck! Uh, the composer oh, Marvin, Ma- Marvin and he goes and and Marvin Hamlish had a shot at her. Oh my God! The late Aaron Fleming. <laughs> I, I I just threw up in my yeah, mouth. Fle- the Flemo. image of that is horrifying. Any uh, any Ron him. Groucho getting blown. Do I have to he- see that in my mind? Leslie, Gilbert, Leslie he, Brickus, Mario, still with us at 89. He, he is. Also but, wrote You Only Live Twice, speaking of Bond themes. Oh, yes. And, yep. he wrote, and he had a big hit with Candyman. The Candyman can. <laughs> Who can take a sunrise? <laughs> yeah, I love that song. Sammy Davis had a big hit with that. Yes, yes, See, yes, yes. That I like Sammy's version much better than in the movie where they just talk it. Well, yeah, the, yeah, the kid, the, the 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 man that does the Candyman and that is kind of speak singing. Yes, kind of like Nelly. Yeah, he speaks singing, and he I also, love Nelly. He also way. wrote "What Kind of Fool Am I." <gasps> for his friend Anthony he, Newley. Yes, so he really did. Great career. We should see if we could track him what down. What a strange voice. And and he had that spastic hand movement. Yes. yes. Well, it went along with the the flatulence of his vocal cords also. <laughs> he he and Joe Cocker should have toured together, Gilbert. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Spastic spastic oh. singers. Gilbert, oh, by the way, that one I'm sending you, Mario, with Rathbone. And, yes. Uh, is scored by uh, Bernard Herman. Oh, my all, God. I can't wait people. to see this. Yes, yes, yes. Psycho. Yes, yes, yes. Gilbert, King, King. Gilbert, is Alistair Sim your favorite of the Scrooges? I think it is. You, we've established that. Yeah. I think I think that would be uh, the best of them. It's, but the it, others were great, the Finney, too. The Finney movie is good. Just turned 50, by the way, it, it, speaking of anniversaries. This is the, the, it, and, and, it's, and you know what? TCM usually plays it every year. They're not even playing it this year. It's 50th anniversary. Why aren't they playing it? Yes. What the hell is wrong with people? I, I, I don't see it anywhere. And it's I shouldn't years. say I'm, this, but it's, it's, free, it's free on YouTube. I don't want to see it on YouTube. <laughs> it's not a real network. I, I want to see it on a good TV Mm-hmm. HD. Mm-hmm. That's how I want to see. I have it on Blu-ray. I don't need any of these. It's good. It's, it's good. The songs I, are good. I'm songs. sure the Flintstones must have done they a did. Christmas. I yeah. think they did. Yeah, but you know. Well, I mean, are we going to yeah. count Bill Murray? He wasn't yes, you he have to. Oh, that's right. He wasn't playing Ebenezer, technically. Yeah, and, but it's it a was. Scrooge and, story. And what about Susan Lucci in Ebby on Lifetime? Oh, that was... <laughs> forget it. She's Epi, and she's a very, you know, well, high-maintenance girl, and, you know, the ghosts come to see her. And there's one part where I don't know what happens, and she just goes, oh, oh, no, call an ambulance. Well, if you're okay. going to bring that up, we're going to bring up Marlo Thomas's remake of It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, there's that, too. That's yeah. right. And, and I think Vanessa Williams did one, too. I think she, she did. She was a, like a high-powered TV executive or I something like did. that. Or, so we'll so recommend we'll recommend Finney Scrooge to our listeners. Yes, and, and Alice Jassim is the other one. And George C. Scott. Those are my George favorite. And I saw, I saw I saw uh, Campbell Scott do the Broadway version of it last year, which was beautifully directed. And 
it, my friend LaShawns was in it. She sang in it. It's not really a musical. It's kind of, but it's brilliantly directed. And, and, and it was Campbell Scott playing Scrooge. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it was an, it was one of the best things on Broadway. That, that Talented year. guy, Campbell Scott. He really is. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast. But first, a word from our sponsor. I just remembered a few months ago, pre-COVID and everything, we, I, I was talking to you on the phone, and and the name uh, Grayson Hall was that her name Grayson uh, from we Dark were talking Shadows? about Grayson Hall and Jock Shadows because yes. it wasn't pre COVID it was during COVID that you called oh during it was COVID a nice surprise yes to yes it, it was, was you and your wife COVID. called it was so sweet I was so surprised because usually you're you know you're you're laying under the sand on the beach somewhere in fucking Boca <laughs> um, with your head out scaring people. I remember, I think that was your Halloween twist this year. But anyway, yeah, we were talking about Grayson Hall. On Dark Shadows, yes. there was Grayson Hall. Oh, yeah. Who, she used to do a thing. Well, the way she, she would clasp her hands together when she was being dramatic. Oh. And, and it was always, she'd always sound... Like she just got through running, you know. It was like, oh, I, that, it was horrible. And <laughs> <laughs> it was, oh, where, where, well, <laughs> well, she would, and, and when she entered a room, it was like she was having an orgasm. She'd be like, bottom of his I'm, I can't go up those stairs again. I just, oh, where's, where's Quentin? You know, like she was really. She was, and I just watched those movies. They showed both of them on TCM, House of Dark Shadows and uh, the other one. I, one of them was with Jonathan Freed, and then one of them was with uh, David Selby, who plays David Quentin. David Selby. And it, was, and it was Kate Jackson in her first acting role wow. on film. Yeah. Wow. And she was we, very good. We love, we love to find any excuse to talk about Dark Shadows. And and then, uh, what, what the fuck's his name, uh, the producer of Dark Shadows? Uh, Dan Curtis. Yeah. Dan Curtis. He also did like I think Jekyll and Hyde with um well he did Dracula with Jack Powell. Palance. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course and, the Night Stalker. And then he did a Frankenstein, I think. Was he behind the Michael Sarazen Frankenstein? It could be. Could I'll be. Have to check that. Check that. Well, I love Michael Michael Sarazen. Yeah, the late Michael Sarazen. Speaking of Frankenstein. He died? Oh, How about we, I oh, didn't even know that? Lost him a few years ago. Oh, he was so wonderful. What was that movie he did, The Resurrection of Peter Proud? Yes, sure. Speaking of George movie. C. Scott, he's in a terrific comedy with George C. Scott called The Flim Flam Man. Oh, yes. Oh, made yes. Made by Erwin Kirshner. Oh, that's But going right. back to Frank... And for too, Pete's sake with Barbara Streisand. Pete's sake. Going yeah. back to Rankin Bass, Paul Ekstrom wants to know, did Mario, or Mario as his husband calls, secretly purchase any of the puppets at the recent Rankin Bass auction? No. No. Do, do you realize that we're all out of work? I'm not going to buy a puppet. I know I love this stuff. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm not going to buy a puppet. I, I, yeah. I, I have beautiful ornaments on my tree that we just put up. It's gorgeous. And we have some nice, um, at the burg- we got, you know, the Burgermeister and we have Rudolph and Hermie yeah. and the Abominable Small. Yeah, they made all. some great ornaments. At, at beautiful. Mason's but the real puppets, you know, you're going to get those puppets and then what? Well, they're also 150000 and 250000 each. I, I thought they would have gone for more. I'm surprised they didn't go for more. Yeah. I really am. Oh, and, and getting back to what we were discussing already, uh, Michael Sarazen was in that movie with his uh, 
then or future girlfriend Jacqueline Bissett. Which one is that? And 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 also Anthony uh, Franciosa. <gasps> Anthony French. Anthony. I'm Shelly Winters. Loved Anthony Franciosa. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck him till he died. <laughs> what was the name of that? One? Which what 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 year are we talking about, Gil? It was like the sixties. Oh my god! I don't and, know. Yeah, Tony. What? Oh, and also, um, um, uh, Bob Crane, and not Bob Crane. Uh, uh. You oh, know, I, uh, are you thinking of the Sweet Ride? The Sweet Ride. Yeah, I think it's a that surfer was movie. It. And and I love uh, the movie. I, look, I looked that up. I did not have that at my fingertips. What the fuck's his name? Gilligan. Uh, Bob Denver. Bob Denver. Bob Denver is in it too. Yeah. I love a surfing movie. I love Big Wednesday. With That's a Michael good Vincent one. And, yeah. and it's a long one, and it's really interesting and good. Busey is like beautiful in it, if you can believe it. And Jan Michael Vincent, who of course I had pictures of him on my wall right next to my bed for a little nighttime jack off with it. So you know. <laughs> Poor guy. Lo- he was beautiful. You know, he was. Had a rough couple of years. Oh, God. What happens to people? He said in one later interview that if he had died uh, back then, he could have been like remembered like James Dean. Well, let's not go that far. Perhaps he could have been remembered like one of the great gay porn stars. But James Dean, <laughs> I don't think so. He wasn't that good. I love Jim Michael Vincent, but he wasn't a great actor. And, and you know what's so funny? He didn't even want to be an actor. They found him on the beach. Like they found Lana Turner at Schwab's. Right. I mean, what, what these or people? Fa- that, or Fabian sitting on his, on his stoop. Un- well, yeah. you couldn't miss those ears. Right, But right. there he was. He was <laughs> right. a beautiful kid, Fabian. Dude, right. turn was, me loose. Was Fabian a mo? No. Oh, my no. God, no. Oh, Fabian no. Forte. He's still with Fab- us, Gil. He can, su- he, he can sue us for that. No, I don't, I don't think <laughs> he's still with well, us. Well, we, we clarified that he's not. So he <laughs> no, he's not. Turn me loose. Turn me loose, I say. He was singing that about, you know, diving into a vagina, not, you know, sucking a It's been a, it's been a while for Gilbert. Yeah. I want to call I want to call out the great Paul Coker, who is 90, 92, I believe, or 91, the designer of those Rankin Bass cartoons. And he's still around. Yes, and he illustrated my first Mad Magazine piece. He's a nice man. Wow. And he's st- still with us, so we want to give him a shout out. And, and Jules and, is still with us too, Jules And Bass. Jules, are you talking to Jules? Have you I haven't spoken to Jules in so long. You know, when people get older, I'm afraid. I don't know what, you know, what the Jules situation. is 95. But when, I, when, yeah. I, when I met him, he was in incredible shape and thin, and he looked great. He worked out all the time. That's how I met him. I met him at the gym right. and, you know, gave him all my that section from Laughor from the line cut because they had cut some of it all the rank and back, back stuff and he loved it and he said to me you know uh, you then when they were doing the live action you should play the the, the the snow miser I was like well can you put in a good word for me because I don't do that shit anymore yeah too bad <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't I didn't get Maury Laws on the show or oh. I mean Romeo Muller we lost a long time ago yeah. but but uh, also Keenan wins good in that. Oh yes, as the as the as the winter warlock. Yes, and he Gilbert is. Paul Freeze. Oh, who, who we love to talk about now. Who who does the who does this? Well, he does the Burgermeister, right? Right. I think he does the. I think he does both characters. I think he does the sidekick. He as does well. the sidekick too. Yeah, I, he's got range. Oh, Paul Freeze was great. He was brilliant. He was he, brilliant. he he did the voice of the Cyclops in the movie The Cyclops. Very what, good, Gilly. Yeah, where he's like, uh, 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 he did that. <laughs> if yeah. you go to the haunted mansion in Disney World, you can still hear Paul Freeze. 
He's he's still doing that 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 spooky voice that welcomes you to the haunted mansion. Oh wow! At least as of this recording, who knows? Uh, Do you know who does the voice of the woman in the crystal ball? Look, what the fuck no, is that, Gilbert? Yeah, yeah it's no, Gilbert's professionalism. He's got his phone on. Yeah, you're supposed <laughs> to shut it off. Put it on. Do not disturb, you piece of shit. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. We'll fix it in I'll the it in it's, the draw. It's Fabian calling, Gil. Yeah, turn me loose. It is. Do you got he's it? A, what did you just do? You just put it up your ass. I saw that. <laughs> he did. I just saw you, like, sit on it. See, now I can enjoy the rest yeah. of the year. Yes, you can. <laughs> Uh, wait, what were we just saying before we were rudely interrupted by a phone that was not I think on? We were Do talking about Rankin Bass or Jules. I know, or, all right. Or, so anyway. or, 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 or something like that. Here's some other anniversaries to make us feel old. <gasps> uh, uh, Jose Feliciano's Feliz Navidad, I'm, John really? and Gilbert, is oh. 50 years old. I Ooh. love that song. Oh, wow. uh, Merry Christmas, Darling, by <gasps> the Carpenters, 50. Beautiful song. Years old. And Gene Autry's recording of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is 70. Well, that was a big one. Little did I know he stuffed Trigger and hated homosexuals. But still, (laughs) I played the song. (laughs) We're getting old. Oh, we sure are. It's awful. We're getting old. You guys guys want to take a whack at a quiz? Yes. John, are are we ready for this? Yes, we are. We do this every year on the Christmas show. We pick obscure, very obscure, little-known singers of Christmas songs, and we try to get Mario, Mariuch, and Gilbert Mariuch. to to recognize them or to guess them. I've I love given all, you know, I've my given up all hope on Gilbert, by the way, because he my, couldn't recognize Richard Kind's voice when you. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's not true. good. <laughs> you know, you know so did. many, so many people sound like Richard Kind. <laughs> it could have been Bierko doing Richard Kind. It's Klein. so true. Uh, Old age ain't no place for sissies, as Betty Davis would say, and you are a sissy, and that's why it's no place for you. So, Johnny, if we have these queued up, Maestro John Murray. All right, you ready? Audio producer extraordinaire. Thank Let's you, see if you guys or our listeners playing at home can guess these Christmas singers in a segment we like to call You'll Be Sorry. I can name that tune in three notes. <laughs> okay, here you go. Okay, here's the first one. Snow means a north wind blowing cold. Another log on the fire to keep out the chill. It's Walter Brennan. Snow. Wow. He's good. That's Walter Brennan. Yeah, he got it. Very good. I named that song in three notes. I said it. Gil, your favorite racist, Walter Brennan. Yes, Walter Brennan. Brennan, A major bigot. I heard he was a son of a bitch, too. Yeah, hated blacks and Jews. Wow. And he's, well, guess he was from Massachusetts, you know. That's why he's doing White Christmas. He was a Yankee from Massachusetts. The B-side of this, and I don't know why Walter Brennan was recording a Christmas record, the B-side was Henry Had a Merry Christmas. How about that? By 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 Walter Walter Brennan. Brennan. Yeah, there you go. Oh, God, that that story uh, by uh, uh, Schnickelman, who wrote The Comedians. Oh, uh, Cliff Nesteroff. This is a Christmas show, by the way, Gilbert. Yes, he told (laughs) us. Just a reminder. He told us. (laughs) That uh, uh, they went in, I guess it were on whatever show or movie. Well, I guess he was Brennan working on the real doing. McCoys. Yeah, and they went in. They said uh, uh, Martin Luther King was just shot, 
And Walter Brennan went into a little dance, a little happy wow. dance. Oh, my God. So he... Yeah. Thanks yeah. for the uplifting fucking Christmas story. That's a beautiful... <laughs> I, I always... I always do. People make fun of me because. Yeah, like Gino. Yes, yes, because it'll always be, there'll be like a big laugh, and I'll go, "Ah, you know, his wife and children were killed in a fire. (laughs) (laughs) You're a delight. He is. As long as there's chestnuts roasting on on that fire, Gilbert, you can bring it up. Yeah. I've got three Oscar Oscar winners on on this song list, by the way. It's okay. Uh, that was one of them. Walter okay. Brennan. Walter Brennan had three Oscars himself. Uh, the next one is one of Gilbert's absolutely absolute favorite performers. Wait, Gilbert. Walter Brennan had three Oscars. He won Oscars for, I believe, the Westerner. Maybe come blow your that horn. That is the perfect example of yeah. rewarding bad behavior. Go maybe ahead. I have, maybe I have the wrong movie, but he has three. Wow. Uh, the next one is a song called Christmas is for Children. The year is 1967. Christmas is for children, aren't you feeling young? Christmas is for children, faces all aglow. Waiting for St. Nick to come. Down the chimney, ho, 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 soon the waiting's over. This is an Oscar winner? No, this is not an Oscar winner. This is a guy who was famous for playing the ukulele. Oh. Well, it's not Tiny Tim, and it's not... Gilbert, a famous (laughs) anti-Semite. Oh, oh, that, that, that helps. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to call it. It's Arthur Godfrey. Arthur oh, Godfrey, oh, wow. major league anti-Semite. <laughs> now he was, was he? He was Merv Griffin's sidekick. Is that true? No, Arthur no, Treacher was Merv Arthur Treacher. Yeah, and Arthur Godfrey had On the B side uh, 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 is a rare recording uh, of him firing Julius LaRosa. <laughs> <laughs> Julius LaRosa on the B he side. F- he fired Julius LaRosa on the air. Uh, Arthur Godfrey. Yes, wow. famously. he was a scumbag. Yeah, this is from the LP, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth, from 1967. Gilbert, I decided to start with two anti-Semites, because it is the holiday season. Of course. And I I wanted to lure you, I wanted to draw you into the the game as early as possible and keep your attention. The next one is a little harder, believe it or not. But this is this this, one like the Jews. Also, a person, not an anti-Semite or a racist, as far as I know. And yes, this is a Christmas episode, folks. He was a closeted homosexual, right? Is that this? Yeah. This next singer was embroiled in scandal. Wow. Fanny Arbuckle. Go ahead. No, the song is simply called "Snow." John. Oh, this is Kevin Spacey. Well, no, obviously, was it a cocaine scandal? It's a she. Oh. Oh, scandal, huh? to speak up. It's Claudette Colbert. No, no, uh, Claudette. Cla- you're, you're warm. Oh, I, oh the, is the, it Longier? That's who, it. Longier? Who shot the Claudette Longier, that's it. Nice. That's what I was thinking. Wow. 
Wow, that was impressive. We yeah, both well, got it at the same time. And I think I've seen her sing on a special, and I was like, why is she singing? It's like Marlena Dietrich I, singing. I it's not worth it. When Saturday Night Live did that great piece. Sure, yes. Yeah. yeah. The Claudine Langer ski invitation. I remember it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like skiers going, and you'd hear a shot. And they just flipped and they'd out. go, uh-oh, Claudine Langer <laughs> yeah. accidentally shot. I was like, Claudine Colbert. Yeah. She <laughs> shot a bunch of skiers. Extra points for the name of her skier boyfriend that she shot. It was Spider, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, Spider, Spider Savage. Wow. Spider Savage, yeah. You Very guys, good. you guys are Oof. disturbingly good. That was from 1968. I was going to give you the hint and say she was married to a guy who sang a lot of Christmas tunes, but you got it. You both got it. She's married oh. to Andy Williams, right? She was. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to go all the way back to 1954 for this one. This is March of the Toys, and this is an Oscar winner. Okay. For wow. Best Actor. Here we go. Not known as a singer. <laughs> Winding up the soldiers and they're beating on the drums. A boom, a boom, a boom, and a rat a tat a tums. And all the toys are ready just as soon as Santa comes for the march of the Christmas toy. The lion plays the tuba and the tiger plays the flute. A oompa, 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 and a rooty tooty toot. And Santa Claus is smiling as the elephants salute in the march of the Christmas toy. Uh, he sounds a little light. Um, we give up? Yeah. He was married to an iconic, beloved singer. Tweedledum. <sighs> he's married to Rosemary Clooney. Oh, and so that, that was Jose Ferrer. That was Jose oh. Ferrer. That makes sense. I should have known that because he sang in The Little Drummer Boy. Look at that. He sang that, uh, the goose is, uh, When the Goose is Riding High, that song in The Little Drummer Boy, the Rankin Bass special, which is my There you one. go. He sang uh, that. I should have known. How about that, Gil? Also yes. almost cast as the Joker in the 1960s Batman series, Jose oh. Ferrer. But he was beaten out by Cesar Romero. See, yeah. You bet. Uh, the B-side of that single, by the way, and is Rosemary Clooney. And you Rose know Mary what Cesar Romero was into? <laughs> what? Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> what oh, was no. he into? It, it's Christmas. I have to... <laughs> There is a Santa Claus. So add a little Christmas flavor what to it. What was Cesar Romero into? Cesar Romero. Yeah. Used to like to gather himself with boy toys. Sweet. And then he'd stand there, pull down his pants and underwear. Yep. And they would fling orange wedges at his ass. Well, don't you do that with your stuffed animals, Gilbert? (laughs) I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And he stood stood ankle deep in eggnog. Isn't that right, Gil? Well, (laughs) Christmas. Wait, so they flung orange slices? Yes. Wedges, wedges, not slices. Yes, at his ass. Get it right. And I don't know when he woke up one day and thought, ah, this is what I want. Yeah, this this is a zesty sexual experience. (laughs) The only argument I've ever gotten on it was some people saying, no, it was Tangerine. Uh, it was some kind of citrus. It, yeah, maybe it was mandarin oranges. Who knows? Yeah. That was flung at his ass. Mm, that sounds fun. I think I'm going to try that. And COVID is over. Call Jerry. But I could do it if they all wear masks. I'll see. Gathering with the boys. Here's one more, boys. Yep, all right. You got, you got that in. I can't believe we've never told that story to Mario on this show. Oh, my God. In all the time he's been here. Uh, this is another Oscar winner for Best Actor. Guess this Christmas singer. Oh, God. And away we go. What year? 
1951. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled, all snuggled in beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. Then Mama in the kerchief, and I in my cap, had just settled down for a long winter's nap. Went out on the lawn, there arose such a clatter, no. I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer with a little old driver so light. And quick. Gilbert, this is a TV icon. Dick Van Dyke. No, you're warm. I gave you the wrong year. It's 1954. He won an Oscar in 1975 for starring in a movie called Harry and Tonto. Oh my God! It's um, it's um, it's Art Carney. Uh, Art Carney. Art Carney. Oh my! Art Carney's a swinging rapper. How about that? That's he's really wow. in the pocket on that too. How about that? And the B-side was Santa and the Doodly Bop. Also by Art Carney? By Art Carney. I just how, watched how Harry about and Tonto. that, Gil? I, I, uh. It doesn't sound like him. No, it doesn't. And I just watched that movie. He's so brilliant in it. It's I him. him. It's him. Okay. It, it's, you know, you're so used to hearing Art Carney in the Norton character. Yes, absolutely. Right, right, right. right. I was going to give you a hint, Gilbert, and say he played a Santa on a, on a famous Twilight Zone episode. Oh, that's oh. right. He was that drunken Santa. <laughs> now, Mr. Cantone, we're going to use this as a segue. What? What are we doing? Uh-oh. We're going We're going into one of your lovely tunes. <gasps> okay. Oh, yes. Well, guess what? Uh, it's the 50th anniversary of this tune, as you said. It is. Yes. And, you want to tell us a little bit about well, this? Well, you know, last year, last year, oh, not last year, I actually, our COVID episode, which this is too. Oh, yes, which we did back in, in May. In, in May, um, I sang um, a Cass Elliot mashup of um, Make Your Own Kind of Music into the song Different. Written by Nor, uh, by uh, our pal Charlie Fox, who, uh, Charlie Fox and um, and um, Gimble, Norman Gimble, right? Norman Gimble, yeah. They wrote it for the movie Puff and stuff, and it's she played Witch Hazel and she sang different. So I mashed them up and we did it last year. So if you haven't heard that, it's 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 a good episode. That episode's a good episode too. But anyway, um, yeah, I uh, I wanted to do another Mama Cass song, another Cass Elliot song, and I thought with all the shit that's going on. Finally, the election's over. There's a yeah. little bit of hope, and um, hopefully, it's gonna be better. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I said I'm gonna do this song, which is um, called um, "New by, World Coming" by Barry Mann and Cynthia Wild. Cynthia Wild. There's a new world coming, and it's just around the bend. There's a new world coming This one's coming to an end There's a new voice calling You can hear it if you try And it's growing stronger With each day that passes by There's a brand new morning Rising sweet and clear and free
Gil, you know that song. Mama, Mama Cass had a hit with that in 1970, 50 years ago. Wow. And now, ago. now, so Ma, Mama Cass actually died of a heart attack. Yes, she we did. know. And it was horrible what they said about her, that she choked on a sandwich. That's a terrible. Yes. How did that originate? She died in Harry Nielsen's guest, guest house. And I think they said that there was a... Uh, from room service, there was a ham sandwich in the room. Yeah. So they put the two together and said, oh, oh, she choked on And you know what's awful? Sandwich. They said it right away. They didn't even wait a few years. Talk about too soon. Urban Hollywood myth. You know, she was a, really a wonderful talent. She was one of the great singers. And a sense of humor, too, about yeah, herself. Yeah, she was she didn't very take herself funny. seriously. Yeah, yeah she, she great, Her voice great. was gorgeous, and it was, it was just, you know— it's such ease to it, and she just kind of flew up those scales. She was gorgeous. Huge gorgeous loss. Voice. I mean, she would have yeah. had a much longer, much bigger career. We had John Sebastian here a couple of weeks ago, who was oh, close yeah. to her, and in the Mugwumps with her. And uh, I think he, I think he misses her greatly still. How old was she? Probably not even. Was she in her thirties? I don't know. I don't I think so. L- l- they all know. died at twenty-seven. Yeah, she may have been yeah, one of them. Yeah, that was the magic number. Yes, that was uh, Joplin. Yes. Yeah, a a huge Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse Uh, was twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Wow, that is the magic number for rock stars to die of uh, overdose. Yeah, twenty-seven. I don't know what happened to you. Unfortunately, you're still here, but still, (laughs) she was she was thirty-two. She was thirty-two. Yeah, I just looked it up. She was young. She was thirty-two and an enormous, enormous talent. Gilbert, we should get Michelle uh, Phillips here on the show and talk about Cass. We'll do that. We'll do a music episode if we can uh, if we can book her. That's a beautiful number and an interesting choice for you. I mean, obviously not a Christmas song, but it's no. but it's timely. I it mean, is. we are all looking forward to the future. We have some we reason to, be- to breathe and and, <sighs> be, and be hopeful. And uh, that was and a, I that, picked that not knowing it was fifty years. So yeah. I love that we do our little anniversary things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have some questions for you. Christmas-related oh, questions. All okay. right. From <laughs> listeners. Keeping things moving. We like to work listeners into the show. We they- have listeners? Oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> it's shocking. At least yeah. 30. Uh, Perry Shields, what are Mario's and Gilbert's opinion of March of the Wooden Soldiers with Laurel and Hardy? Okay, I just watched it last night. Wow. I never liked Laurel and Hardy. I don't get it. Um, uh, uh, but I did watch it, and it's bizarre. It it's is a bizarre, bizarre it's a little, movie. The villain is spooky. Yes. I find with Laurel and Hardy, I can watch clips of them in different bits. That's funny and fun to watch. But full-length Laurel and Hardy movies are are always eerie to me. Yeah. Eerie? Why eerie? I, I don't know the timing of it or the look of it. There's something I always found there, full-length movies. It would get, it would make great horror films. <laughs> That's interesting. 
I, I yeah. will say, I will say, Way Out West and and Sons of the Desert are both terrific. Yeah, They're are both they very funny? Yes, I never, I never saw. I, yeah, I never. You know, the, to me, like Albert and Costello's the one that I love. They're, they're mm-hmm. the two for me. Mm-hmm. But this, yeah, and and also I found. You know, the three little pigs are in the March of the Wooden Soldiers. And when they come out of the house, they're playing Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf, which was a Disney, written for a Disney short. And I was just shocked that they did Interesting. that. Interesting. Well, wh- now, if you're not a Laurel and Hardy fan, why did you dial up March of the Wooden Soldiers? Because I had, you know, I have Turner Classic Movies on 24-7. Ah, uh, right. Okay, like good. Like the rest of the elderly. Right. <laughs> like like I do. Yeah. And I just was, it was on. And I'm so pissed that that's the star of the month this year. Is Laurel and Hardy. Interesting. I'm like, that's a waste. Really? Uh, we have to put up with them for a so, month? So not, neither of you is a big fan of March of the Wooden Soldiers? No. Or them. No. No. How about, the ba- how about Babes in Toyland with Tommy Kirk and Ray Bolger? The re- the, the, uh, the the one with you the mean Disney. To- the, Tommy Sands. Tommy Sands, And Ray Bolger. Me. Yeah. And, and Annette, Annette Funicello. It's colorful. It's yeah. not great either. Yeah, but, not you know. great. I remember years ago, they would show on TV like a show... That would have clips of Laurel and Hardy, and it would be filled in by that. What's that song? That their theme song, uh, you know? Oh yeah, uh, the, the what is the name of that thing? I forget the name of it, and our fans are going to be screaming into their devices. Here's another question. Yeah, but I remember on that show they would play clips of Laurel and Hardy, and they played that thing in between to fill up time. Uh, but the clips I always enjoyed, but the movies are generally... So you're saying they can't really hold a movie together for you? Yeah. I think yeah. it's called Dance of the Cuckoos. Yeah. Well, they can't yeah. hold it. Oh, the- oh I, yeah. yeah. I, I think, think that's you're right. Did they like each other? Who cares? Move on. Andrew LaPosha, I want to hear Mario's take on the song The Christmas Shoes. Okay, the I song watched makes that. me want to throw up. Either. It's horrible, and <laughs> I watched it a little while ago. And yeah, I watched it too. And it's just this kid trying to buy shoes for his mother. His mother is dying, and he uh, buy and he wants to buy her right. special Christmas it's, shoes so she will be pretty for Jesus. First of all, it's depressing, the, and, and you never really know if the mother dies or not, which eventually you know she's gonna. So you know, but he's getting her shoes so she can be buried in the shoes. I believe so. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very sad. It's very sad. That's like something I would bring up. Exactly. Makes, you remember <laughs> Blind Man of the Bleachers? This song makes Blind Man and the Bleachers, Gilbert, sound like Ooh. sound like Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. Oh. It's so depressing. It's the most God. depressing song. It's <laughs> Blind Man of the Bleachers. Do you know that one, that, Mario? No, I do not. Oh, you're, don't you're don't have a, a gun nearby. Ugh. If that song, we're gonna send you Blind Man and the Bleachers. Well, okay, as, please as do. Can't can't wait. It, yeah. You know, it's like the Little Match Girl too. It's depressing. Very even sad. Though it's oh, beautiful. and Mario can. I just thought of this because she sang a Christmas song. Can you do a Mariah Carey? No. No? No, I cannot. That seems like it would be so much up your alley. How about McDonald Carey? I could do Michael McDonald. (laughs) Michael McDonald Carey. Yeah. Right. No. These are the days of your love. That's good. Um, That's good. Yeah. um, I I, I can't do Mariah Carey, but I just watched your Christmas special, and I also watched Carrie Underwood's Christmas special, and I have to Uh tell you, Carrie Underwood's Christmas special is so magnificent. It's just her, pretty much, for 53 minutes. Her, I mean, I always thought she was a very good singer, but she is singing, like, for me, 
like I've never heard her before in my mm-hmm. life. It's thrilling. Her Oh Holy Night was tear-inducing. Then she sings a song with John Legend that called Hallelujah, not the, the, um, the Cohen one, but he wrote a song called Hallelujah with to- Toby Gad, who he wrote all of me with. And and I texted him too and said, John, that song is gorgeous. And the two of them were incredible together. And he said that she is a flawless singer and she was perfect every take. I'm telling you, it's one of the best Christmas specials I've ever seen of a singer. And I watched Dolly Parton's, which made me cry. And oh, she that was just good. sits there and talks to the audience. And she, nothing's really scripted. She probably has bullet points and ideas about what she wants to say about each song. And it's like she's talking to you. It's very moving. And she gets very choked up about her mother at one point, And she still sings her ass off. And she's 75 years old. It's incredible. She was yeah, amazed. That's a-, a great Christmas special, too. Yeah, that was good. We watched it. And Kelly Clarkson's Wrapped in Red, one of my favorite Christmas albums Love ever. that song. And that special is amazing. I sang that song. I sang Wrapped in Red in Florida in one of my concerts, and I sang it with my Christmas show with Jerry a few years back. I love her. Let's give Jerry Dixon, by the way, a shout-out. Your husband, who was playing and accompanying you on that yes, wonderful on, track. Yep, and he'll do uh, play a little bit more later. He'll do a little bit more late, coming yep. up later. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, he uh, did it. He does everything. He a transcendent talent. He Jerry Dixon decorates the house. He plays the piano. He writes songs. He runs a theater, and he does a lot for me. And he puts up with your craziness. Yes, he does, and he yes. does way too much for me. So thumbs down to the Christmas shoes. Yeah, done. But we will send you Blind Man in the Bleachers. Uh, yeah. Ray Garten, do Mario or Gilbert have a strong opinion about Christmas horror movies? There are enough of them to discuss, but my favorite is Bob Clark's 74 movie, Black Christmas. You know, I was looking at those the other day on Hulu has a whole section of mm-hmm. Christmas horror movies. I don't think I've ever seen Black Christmas. No, I don't it's think I've ever seen It's sort of an a- early slasher movie. I, there was one of those, I think it was one of those that has a bunch of stories. I think it's with Joan Collins. I think it's Tales from the Crypt, the movie, the, yes. the first movie. And Joan Collins is in it, and there's a... Yeah. A murderous Santa Claus right. trying to Is get there? in the house. Yeah, I yeah. barely remember that. Yeah, when yeah. they when they used to do horror anthologies and release them to theaters in the seventies, something that's yes. long, long gone. Tales, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, I remember. I, I, that was, oh, that was like the, Dr. Terror's House, house of, of Horror. Well, there was also uh, the the Torture Garden. Uh, oh there yes, were a bunch and of them. There were two Stephen King ones. House of Drip Blood. Well, the Stephen King ones were in the eighties, I believe. There was yeah. a Creep Show. Yeah. And cats and cat's eye. Yes. Yeah, there's probably another one I'm forgetting. Were those Christmas? Did, were the, did those no, take place cri- on Christmas? No, not Christmas related. Uh, Gilbert, he says he's also fond of a newer Christmas horror movie called Krampus. Krampus? I saw I I saw that on Hulu too. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the movie though. It's John, good. I'll I'll watch it. John, do you have an opinion on Christmas horror movies? I'm turning into Joe Franklin. <laughs> no, I mean Christmas. I I don't watch horror movies on Christmas. I... See, John, I agree with you. Unless you consider Christmas Carol as a horror movie. It is in a way. Yeah. It is in a way. It definitely is. And so so is It's a Wonderful Life in a way. Yes. I want to watch Christmas things. that I, I, I don't want to watch Christmas horror movies. I love horror movies, but I don't want to watch horror on Christmas. Here's something that I think, you know, the, a Christmas Carol got right that so many other movies fuck up. In there, when he's brought back in time or forward in time, he's a ghost, and he's observing everything around him. I hate these movies where it goes, I'll show you what you'd be like if you had uh, 
you know, won that basketball game. And then all of a sudden he'll be in an office and they'll go, ah, well, Mr. President, and he'll go, I'm the president? <laughs> and you go, well, if this was your life, you would know that. You've really deconstructed this, Gilbert. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's like when or, they, or a beautiful woman walks in and goes, you're my wife? And it's like, oh. no, that's... Uh... So you're saying because the ghosts show them, it makes more sense. Yeah, and and he's a ghost. Or an angel in the case of uh, Capra. Yeah. He's a ghost and he's observing it. He's not part of it. He's not there. Well, he's not a ghost. He's just not visible while the ghosts are taking him, the spirits are taking him. You must be clear. (laughs) He said that Ebenezer Scrooge was a ghost. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Because there was that fucking um uh movie with uh oh what's his name uh uh K- nicholas cage oh family man family yeah yeah and yeah. there it and like there, a wonderful it's like, life what am i doing in this house and you go well you're in this house because you live here and you'd know that if this was your life well that's great gil but you, when are you leaving florida because it's time <laughs> to get out <laughs> frank Gepetti. Uh, season's greetings to Mario, Dara, Gilbert, and Frank. Uh, Matt, thank you for once again making Christmas a little warmer and more tolerable. Tolerable, Mario, I bought my daughter that Disney illustrated book from the 70s that you raved about. She is only 16 months old, so it will be a great centerpiece for some good uh, father-daughter time. Does that mean anything to you? The Disney Illustrated book. I wonder which one he's talking about. There's many. Merry Christmas, he says. He needs to be specific. I'll hook you guys up. Does he live in Florida, too? I mean, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) We need specificity. Is Iago in it? That's all I need to know. That's all you know. So you get a residual. Maybe. Robert Bollock says, I wonder if Gilbert could do on this Christmas show a little David Brenner or Alan Thicke, two impressions we don't get to hear much of on the podcast. Uh, Okay, David Brenner. (laughs) It was the night before Christmas. How many times times are you there the night before? It's not Christmas, not Christmas. This is the night before Christmas. It's like 24 hours before Christmas. <laughs> and some Alan Thicke? And Alan Thicke. Oh, his theme song that he wrote and sung. Mama, don't leave the I'm on the road tonight. Everyone needs a dream to hold on. I'm going to make it on my own. <laughs> Running in the thick of the night. Oh under God. the city lights. Oh Running in. You know, we should, uh, uh, Mario, you should get, uh, <laughs> you should look up Alan Thicke singing. Um, oh, God, oh. that rock and roll song? Yes. What was that thing? What the fuck? Oh, we Where they're all in spandex. Yeah, hot, hot pants are totally oh, hot. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, something hot. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. This fuck. is Alan Thick from Growing Pains? Yes. yes. And from, more importantly, Thick of the Night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He had a talk show. Oh, my yeah. God. What, what the fuck was the name of that? Somebody. I don't know. Oh, God. Because uh, oh, it oh. was right around. Sweaty the- and hot. Yeah, ready in hut. That's what you make oh me ready in hut. And he's there, uh, surrounded by, you know, women. A ca- no, no, 
Gay guys, gay boy dancers. We'll send you the video, Mar. In spandex. By the way, speaking of horrifying videos, did you watch the Bob Hope, Jack Frost? I did. That Bob Hope thing. And and, you know, it seems like his wife is the ringleader on that because she's there. Yeah, she's she's behind it. He's so nice. I mean, really? She's like, you're going to do this because we need the fucking money. And I think it's her revenge on all the times he fucked around on her. Oh yeah, she's like in his. It's like, uh, and he's he. And what about when the well, and that little kid that wipes out one of the dances wipes out? No one even gives a shit. Like, <laughs> really? Where were the child labor laws back then? And 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 then and then two of the kids have to get him up and like get him over to his next spot at the end of it. It's horrifying. It, he's a corpse. He's yeah, a corpse. He's a corpse. And then they, they and then they and they dress him up. Yeah. To be even more of a corpse. Yeah, with a pointed hat. Oh, Cover him with, beard, with icicles. It's awful. And <laughs> when he's sitting that that you know, he when he's sitting on the snow mound in that white outfit, it all bunches up and it looks like he just got yanked out of a cryogenic chamber. <laughs> it's awful. And and at at now his voice was like this high pitch, like he became like that, Bob Hope. Yeah. <laughs> was terrible. Let's, yeah, let's... It, it is high-pitched. It's very strange. Yeah, yes. Scary. If you go to the YouTube page for it and you read the comments, they all say oh. Gilbert and Frank sent me here. I heard. I saw that. It's <laughs> very funny. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. Speaking of impressions, since Gilbert favored us with a little Alan Thicke and uh, and David Brenner, do you gentlemen want to attempt a little movie dialogue, a little Christmas movie dialogue? Okay. What do we think? I think I think. Okay. Uh, I gotta put Shelley Winters to bed because I'm no longer the star of the month. I was the star of the month. TCM <laughs> last month, and now they got Laurel and Hardy. Those two fucking fat bastards. I don't know what what they replaced me with. I, 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 did you see me in Bloody Mama with Mama Nero's? My, oh, my son, yeah. he was adorable. I knew he was great back then. And the three boys that played my sons, I fucked every one of them. <laughs> Thank and, you, Shelly. Thank you, Shelly. And didn't you see me in Cleopatra Jones where I played Mama? Mommy? And I had all these, I was a lesbian <laughs> in that one. I just, I was mean to all the boys and I, I stroked all the ladies' cheeks. Uh, on their face because I I was a lesbian. I was ahead of my time. I was a lesbian. Okay. Good to see you, Shelly. Last we saw you were climbing a Christmas tree. I wasn't. You know, I was was Mrs. Frosty and Frosty the Snowman the sequel and I had to sing and I I don't know a fucking thing about singing. Claudine Langer and, and Rosé Ferrer, they all say, I never sang a Christmas club. Why don't you get Claudine Langer to play Mrs. Claus or Mrs. Frosty? Uh, okay. All right, we're going to do Now, Shelly Shelley Winters <laughs> would always talk about how she and Marilyn Monroe were the two hot blondes. Well, I look like Marilyn Monroe gave the way with the blonde with my blonde. I look like Marilyn. I love that she'd say that. I was like, you oh didn't look God. like Marilyn. My, my like, ribs hurt. When was she ever hot looking? Shut up, Gilbert, you fucking piece of shit. I was hot. <laughs> I fucked everybody. I fucked 
I fucked Warren Bacall, too. <laughs> no, that's not true. I love Warren Bacall, my favorite. Uh, that is a woman who loved holidays. I would sit at her knees. Oh, every, we could every do a whole helper. episode with you and Lauren uh, Bacall stories. And Lauren Bacall, another Jew. No, she I was, think her name was Pinsky. Yep, yep. There you go. But my friends called me Betty Bacall, and I love cat food. That's what I like to promote, <laughs> cat food. <laughs> Fancy feast. You're going to love it and so are your pussy. All right, <laughs> All right we're going to do... I can't breathe. We're I love do Christmas a scene parties. From... I go to every Christmas party I possibly can because Bogey used to come with me and he wasn't an alcoholic. He just loved to drink. Ha <laughs> ha! I love applause. We're going to do... Starring my handsome co-star, Harry Guadagnino. I said to her, didn't he die, Harry Guadagnino? She was like, he died? What are you talking about? He's dead. <laughs> hilarious we're gonna do a scene from miracle on 34th street oh okay we're gonna do two scenes from miracle on 34th street okay. kind of uh wedged together a ma a mashup as the kids like to call it okay and this is gilbert do you have your page oh yes uh, this is uh jerry seinfeld as chris kringle and as the young natalie woods character uh susie we have miss Catherine hepburn <gasps> all right so here we go. Let's try this. Well, young lady, what's your name? Susan Walker. What's yours? Mine? Chris Kringle. I'm Santa Claus. Oh, you don't believe me? Uh-uh. Uh, do you? No, I, no, uh-uh. You see, my mother... My mother's Mrs. Walker, the lady who hired you. Oh. But I must say, you're the best-looking one I've ever seen. Really? Your beard doesn't have one of those things that go over your ears. Well, that's because it's real. Just like I'm really Santa Claus. Oh, go ahead. Pull it. Ouch. Now what? Would you like me to bring you for Christmas? Nothing, thank you. <laughs> oh, come on. You must want something. Whatever I want, my mother will get for me. If it's sensible and doesn't cost too much, of course. Later that day. Hello there. Good to see you again. It's nice to see you. I'll bet you're in the first grade. Second! Second grade? It's a progressive school. Oh, it's a progressive school. <laughs> this dress is very cute. Where did you get such a lovely outfit? Here at Macy's. We get 10% off. Now about your school, what's the name of the teacher? Mrs. Haley. Mrs. Haley, what else do you do besides read and play games? We have rest periods for one half hour. I don't suppose you care for that, huh? No, we're not allowed to talk or anything. Tuesday, Chester Richards kept talking all the time. Mom, that was bad, huh? Mrs. Haley made him rest alone for nearly an hour. All right, goodbye. Goodbye, young lady. Oh, to see you again. Thank you. I hope so, too. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. 
was disturbing. Oh. Yeah, that was. <laughs> but it's such a perfect role for Hepburn because she's such a, you know, That's, know-it-all. And she uh, would go to a progressive school. <laughs> nice job, Jerry. All right, one last quiz. And then we're going to sing our way out of this moment. Now, oh. Catherine Hepburn, she she yes. got away with being a dyke without people finding out. No one ever knew except I wore pants when everyone else was wearing dresses. I looked like a lesbian. But <laughs> before lesbians even knew what the look was. Don't you know that, Gilbert Gottfried? She was like a case of like how Paul Lynn, you know, he wasn't gay. He was eccentric. Yeah, but True. he was, yeah, but he like was. Like Edward Everett Horton yes, was eccentric. And, and Porter Catherine Hall. Hepburn was tough and independent. Oh, yeah. She didn't fuck around. She really didn't. Yeah, Gil- Gilbert met her. Well, I know you did. I I used to do uh, work the concessions on uh, in a Broadhurst theater. And, and a, that's where you told me that. That's where I did the Tempest. I did the Tempest with Patrick Stewart at the Broadhurst theater. I worked in a pit of sand. There a you pit go. Of sand. <laughs> there you go. Slinging four hundred year old jokes. Okay, this is a uh, this uh, is a quick quiz before we we turn back to music. Uh, and take it all home. All right. This is, are these Christmas specials fake or Ooh. real? Ooh. Oh, God. It's another are they real like Christmas it. specials, or did your your co-host just pull them out of his ass? Hey, what have you pulled out of your ass, Mario? <laughs> That's me? I told you. The um, eight candles from the manure that you stuck up my ass last night. Faggot. <laughs> This is called Noel or No Way. Oh, but then then it was your turn, and they went <laughs> yeah, up yours. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Try to control yourself, Gil. All right. All right. Dean Martin's Christmas at SeaWorld. It, Noel or No Way? Noel. I think I, th- Gilbert, I think, think it's real. Noel. You guys are good. It's a real special. Yeah. With Lynn Anderson, Buck Owens, and Charlie Callis from 1990, wow. 1981. An orca the tortured <laughs> whale. Uh, Bob Hope's Christmas cheer from Saudi Arabia. Real or fake? Noel or no way? I'm no going to say no way also, although I... It's, it's real. real. <laughs> 1991 oh with, an, with uh Dolores, Marie Osmond, and the Pointer I got to get a copy of that <laughs> one. How did they get Marie Osmond to Saudi Arabia? <laughs> They love Mormons in Saudi Arabia. Oh, my God. <laughs> they didn't have Myron Cohen uh, in that special. I think he threatened to leave the Pointer Sisters in in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, Bob uh, Hope. Here's another one. To get to get these hot girls, uh, hot actresses to fuck him uh, when they bring him on the Vietnam tours, he used to threaten that he they'd take off and leave them in Vietnam. Oh my! If, if they, they didn't, didn't fuck, fuck him, him. <laughs> said somebody who oh was on God. the show. That is okay. I, I just pictured the Pointer Sisters singing to some chic. <laughs> Bet you got a chick on the side. Or a cow. Bet you got a chick on the side. Sure, you know a chick. I know you got a chick on the side. Here's because another one. Know. Deck the halls. Christmas with Monty Hall and family. No. Uh, I'm gonna Gilbert? say yeah. No. No, okay. I pulled that one out of my ass. Because no. totally no. it sounds <laughs> crazy enough. See, after the Bob was the idea. in Saudi Arabia, I thought, well, Monty <laughs> Hall uh, sounds like no. all bets and you are know, off. And what did you say? With family? Yeah, that means his daughter, Joanna Gleason, who I know very well and I think is 
brilliant ah, Broadway star, she would have been on it. So I, didn't know I, I had, had a feeling. An insider no. here. Yeah, you know. I worked with Monty Hall. I did an eBay thing with him. I did an eBay, like, let's make a dear corporate gig with him. Lived yeah, a, he was very to nice. A, lived to very a ripe nice. old age, Monty Hall. Yep, yep. We should have we gotten him on here. Frosty's Global Warming Adventure. No. Is that real? No way. It's fake. I'm, I <laughs> think I'll go along and say it's fake, but it could be. Okay, oh, okay. very good. I thought oh, that right. one was obvious. <laughs> oh, get oak. Uh, coming around the bend. Linda Lavin's Old Fashioned Hanukkah. I'm, I'm going to no take a guess. Uh, no, I'm going to say no because it's it's too Jewy to put on on TV. <laughs> Mario, <laughs> I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say no. John, what do you think? I'm gonna say no. Oh, it's fake. I made it up. Yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> thank God. I know her too, but I and I love her, but I don't think she ever did a Christmas uh, special. I mean, a Hanukkah come, special. Two more. Ho Ho Hogan. Hulk Hogan presents a WrestleMania Christmas. Yes. Yeah, I'll go with a yes on that one. John? Yeah, sounds real to me. I must be good at this because oh. I made it up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one. Okay, yeah. Okay. And last but not least, uh, Father Christmas and his magic sack. <laughs> See, that sounds so fucking insane. Who was in it? Who was in it? You're not giving us any detail. No. That would be too that much. That sounds so no, fucking it's not insane real. that I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> no, no. Mario says no way. John, no, no way. No, it is it is made up. But I will tell you the truth. It was based on a Smurfs episode called "The Magic Sack of Mr. Nicholas." Ooh. Oh, okay. So there you go. Well, so it wasn't that yeah. far off from no. reality. All right, so we lost one. You guys did very well. Thanks. Yes. Yes. Well, Gilbert, you did better than Gilbert did. <laughs> Gilbert, I did. You, well, I you always lost, You lost, too. You thought Chris, Bob Hope's Christmas cheer from Saudi Arabia was fake. Yeah. You, yes. See, this is the thing. I lost, <laughs> I lost two or he lost two? I yeah, lost coll- two. Collectively. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we tied. Yeah, you tied. Well, that means I'm going to have to follow him home with my tap shoes and kill him <laughs> on a wharf and grab that penmanship medal. It was mine! The medal was mine! I've got the prettiest mother. I've got the nicest mother. Mother, what would you give me for a basket full of kisses? I'd give you a basket full of hugs. That's the bad scene, Patty McCormick. Yeah, I know it well. And Patty McCormick, I met at the TCM... Uh, festival when I when I, I I introduced a couple of movies there and she came over to me she was like I want to meet you and I was like you got I flipped out we talked about, about this. that she's yeah, still around she was, she's still she, around. yeah she's Italian her name yeah. was Patty Russo love it she's we Italian. should get we should get Patty McCormick How, you know who's still you know who's still around and very vocal on Facebook is Mamie Van Doren oh I know she is she's my friend. Oh, she's she my is? friend on Facebook. On Facebook, she's yeah. been trashing Bob Hope on Facebook. <laughs> she's, I love her, and she's still kind of like get her. hot. Get I her love on. her. Has she been trashing Bob yeah, Hope? She's been trashing Bob Fucking Hope hilarious. on Facebook. She's she's out there. She's unhinged. All right, it's what the fans have been waiting for, and what they've waited all year for. What have they waited for? They have waited for a duet between Mr. Cantone and mm. Mr. Gottfried. Do you have the song lyrics? Yes, Gilbert, Mr. Cantone. Mariuch. Yes, I do. Okay, John, are we ready to try this one? Oh, this is going to be good. Yes. Here we yeah. go. It's Mr. Villachez. Hervé Villachez. And Miss Davis. And Miss Betty Davis. Yeah. Yeah. 
Till we get well, post-stroke Betty. Well, that was it. Was just fantastic to <laughs> sing that with Mr. Village. Has he's quite a tiny talent. He really is totally and utterly impossible. Not in the pocket at all. Back phrasing with the worst of them. Just awful. Gilbert Godfrey is absolutely. Let me say, Gilbert, when it comes to comedy. Joking, roasting, musicality, podcast, <laughs> voiceover work, acting in motion pictures, acting on television, wife swapping, whatever it is you do, you are truly the worst I have ever seen in the history of show business. The worst. <laughs> And when, when, whenever I watch, whenever I hear about Betty Davids, it's frozen in my mind how she would come on the Merv Griffin show post-stroke in a miniskirt. No, that oh, was yeah. not the Merv. It was, it was Johnny, Johnny, Carson Johnny Carson and David She'd Letterman. She'd wear a miniskirt. Oh, the Carson stuff. Oh, she wore, the second time she wore a miniskirt, the first time she wore on Carson, no, her second time actually on Carson but it was the first time she was post-stroke. She had on a red dress, and it was designed by Nolan Miller. No, I must stand up one more time. Not because I want more applause, but because I want to show everyone that Nolan Miller made this dress for me for a French award I got in Paris, the Des Artistes de l'Étranger Award. <laughs> and, then, and then the second time, she wore a miniskirt, 
was designed by Patrick Kelly. <laughs> and the one on Letterman was also a miniskirt designed by Patrick Kelly. It had buttons all over it and a hat with big buttons just all over it. Yeah, so if Do you remember what they did to her on like Letterman? They did a bit they did a bit a couple of days later, they had a dummy dressed in the same oh, dress, geez. and they hit it. They did beat it with a baseball bat. That's oh, horrible. No. That is, I will never ever really like funny. David Letterman again. <laughs> it's real. I'm try- I hope I'm not remembering hey. it incorrectly, but it was some. Oh, and Mario, some gag like do you take oh. do you take sides in the fight between Betty Davis and Joan Crawford? No, I, I see both sides, but I have to tell you. I don't know if you saw a feud with uh, Susan Sarandon and and, Sarah, and, and, and Jessica Jessica Lange. Yes, Jer- Jessica yes, Lange. I, I know Jessica Lange a little bit. I met her a few times in New Orleans, and we were on the same plane coming back after I had spoken to her in New Orleans about her doing Long Day's Journey um, on Broadway, which she was amazing in. But on the plane, I can't, when we were coming back, I, I told her how brilliant she was, and she really was. She was magnificent. And she said, you know, I didn't know a lot about her. And, and she said, and it was probably... The, my favorite role I've ever played, she said to me. She was perfect. But I think that, look, Davis was jealous of her looks and Crawford was jealous of Davis's talent. I mean, as an actress and the range she had and and, and how unvain she was, how was mm. she was able to be unvain. Yet, you know, there's that line in, in, the, in, the, in the show where she says, you know, what's it like being the most talented one in the room, Crawford says to Davis. And then Davis says, which is like to be the most beautiful one in the room. And I think that? Crawford says, it's not enough. You know, it, it, it's, but I, I see both sides of it, but I do have to say, hush, hush, sweet Charlotte. She was fired because Betty Davis didn't want her there. Betty Davis, as much as I loved her, she was mean. Mm-hmm. She was mean. And Crawford was mean to her kids, but she was nice to everybody else. So Interesting. You know, you know, it's, you know, she, she would give everybody gifts on the set. Always. And at the end, she would say to the crew, bless you. And Betty Davis would come on the set the next morning before Crawford. She's like, is bless you here yet? Where's bless you? (laughs) See, Betty Davis always struck me as like a mean bitch in that feud. Yeah, she was, she she was, she was, yeah, I think they were, she was tough on her. But it, it goes way back. There's a great book by Sean Constantine called, um, uh, Davis and Crawford. And it's about, it goes, it, it's a, Biography and it parallels their lives and then it does it individually chapter to chapter and then they come together halfway through the book and it's really well done and it explains it all. But yeah, she was mean. She got her she got her fired from Hush Our Sweet Charlotte. She didn't yeah, want her to uh, do it. We had you know? uh, Bruce Stern on the show and oh, he, did he said say he was there. The family plot. He was there when Joan yeah. Crawford came in at the read through. And uh, she saw, um, oh, uh, I'm forgetting the name again, the other actress, uh, Olivia de Havilland. She said, oh, Livy, what are you doing here? And Betty Davis says, she's doing your part. We fired you. Really? That really happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. And I thought, that, that's mean. That's not in the feud. Yeah, that's not in the movie, and, and I, I don't remember reading that in the book. But that's if Bruce Stern said yeah. it, he was there. Bruce Stern was extremely attractive when he was very, very young. Terrific actor, wonderful, wonderful actor. We were blessed to, blessed to have him and his friend Mr. Fonda on this podcast. Gilbert, yes. Uh we have to thank some people. Okay, this has been this has been a crazy year. We didn't know if we were going to be able to even do the show when Sirius put the padlock on the door during lockdown, and we kept it going somehow. Yeah. 
uh, with the uh, wonderful, uh, dependable help of that man in the picture right there, Mr. John Murray, our, our audio producer. Thank you, John. Saved, thank you, John. Saved many an episode. Oh, thanks. Uh, but it takes more than a village to do this show, so we're going to thank some people real quickly, and then we'll wrap up. And a special guest is going to take us out with a song. So we have to thank Dara, my wife Genevieve. Uh, we have to thank the uh, the wonderfully talented Mr. Jerry Dixon. My husband. <laughs> We're going to thank Josh Chambers, Greg Pear, Mike McPadden, and John Seals. Matt Brousseau, Matthew Milligan, uh, John Murray, our audio producer, we already thanked, but uh, we can't thank him enough. Seth Saltzman, Joe McGinty, John Fodiatis, Jonathan Tesler, Aristotle Acevedo, Jason Smith, uh, all the people at Starburns, Brian Baldinger and Lan Romo, all the people at Sirius, Jason Shabiro, Jack Vaughn, Dan Spaventa, Stephen Varley, the invaluable Gino Salamone, who <laughs> Gilbert refuses to thank or mention, <laughs> our spirit guide, Richard Kind, Bill Porricelli, Steve Hanna, Jeff Abraham, Danny Duraney, A.J. Feuerman, Winston Simone, Andy Slater, Mark Macho, Alan Zweibel, Mark Malkoff, Charlie Kochman, Andrew Buss, Michael Jensen, uh, everybody at all the listener societies, Jackie Martling, and all the fans and all the supporters uh, who got us through this. Um, if I've left your name out, we will put it up on social media. We're extremely thankful. It's hard to do this. It's hard to do it still. Harder to do it still under lockdown with everybody in their home. There have been many adventures, oh right, Gil? Oh, my God. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. John? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But uh, we, we are so grateful to everybody for getting us through it and, uh, and continuing to, and all the people who support us on Patreon. Extra special thanks. Ah, now, Mr. Yes. Gottfried, we have a special guest in okay. the room. Speaking of Hollywood icons, we were talking about Miss Crawford and Miss Davis. Miss Garland. Hello, everybody. It's me, Judy Garland. It's so good to see you so alert, Gilbert. You're so on top of <laughs> things. Your memory is just incomparable, the way you just spit out those old-time references that you are be actually becoming one of uh, before our eyes. But I, I want to... I think I, I want to sing a song that I... Saying here, I think the first year I did I believe this you did. You, I did. But I think the lyrics that I ended up singing for this song are very, uh, very uh, uh, relevant to what's going on this year and how horrible it's been. It really has been horrible. Mm, and tough year. Oh, awful tough. Everything's closing and you can't go out and dine. I love to dine and I like to drink. And I can't even have a, a shrimp cocktail or a, a clams casino in a nice <laughs> Italian restaurant, which I love. But Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which I sang in Meet Me in St. Louis, was written by Hugh Martin and, and mm -hmm. Mr. Blaine. What was his first Ra name? Ra Ralph, Ralph Blaine. Blaine, who wrote the lyrics. And you know, yes. the lyrics of the original song, when mm -hmm. I'm singing it to little Margaret O'Brien in the window, were, were some very morbid lyrics and have yourself a merry little christmas it may be your last was an original line which next year we may all be living in the 
passed. And I thought, well, that's morbid. The, the, the little girl's going to jump out the window and have yourself a merry little Christmas. Pop that champagne cork. Next year, we may all be living in New York, which is not a bad thing right now since the rest of the country is just spiking and we're doing rather well, I think. And then it goes on to no good times like the olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who were dear to us will be near to us no more. That means you're never going to see anybody again. Where are they going? I don't, I don't know. And then it says, but at least we all will be together if the Lord allows, which you couldn't, that was a little too religious. And then from now on, we'll have to muddle through somehow. And the rest is the same. And then I said to Mr. Blaine, I said, you have to change these horrible lyrics. Margaret O'Brien may slice herself one of the dolls that she buried in the backyard. So he changed them. <laughs> And he changed them to uh, lyrics that I approved and I thought were just marvelous. And they were sad, but they were hopeful. And that's what uh, this, um, the, the one I ended up singing in the picture is. This, these are the lyrics. And of course, later, Frank Sinatra had them changed to an even more happy, joyful lyric, which I don't like because it's, no one wants to hang a, star on the highest bow at my age you'll fall off the ladder and break a hip so these are the lyrics from the picture have yourself a merry little christmas let your heart be light next year all our troubles will be out of Make the Yuletide gay Next year all our troubles will be miles away Once again as in olden days Happy golden days of yours Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Mr. Cantone. 
Thank you so much. This was really fun. This was wonderful. Merry Another Christmas. Another fun one. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas, Mr. Godfrey. Merry Christmas, Mr. Santopadre. <laughs> And Mr. Murray. John. I can't believe we've done another one of these. We love you, man. I can't either. I love you guys, too. Merry Christmas. We're grateful to you from the bottom of our hearts. Merry Christmas to everybody listening and everybody who supported us. And And Happy happy New Year. Year. Happy Holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy all of it. Whatever you celebrate. (laughs) Happy times to you. And don't forget, when disciplining your children, discipline mixed with love is the best recipe. I had a great time. This was Merry fun. Christmas. This was Mario. fun. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas. Hanukkah. Everything. Bye. 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 We love you we, guys. We, lo- we love you all. That was great. Excellent.